Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Now Serving with Chris and Jess. That's right. It's the podcast where we serve the tea. The tea, of course, being the truth each and every week. And this week, Chris, buckle the fuck up. I am angry. I have some tea to spill. Um, Some serious tea to spill. So uh, is the kettle ready? Do you know? Or oh, it is. It just so happens to be ready. Perfect timing. It never, ever fails. It it doesn't. It's really amazing. Um, It's funny how that happens. Wait, first things first, because we're um, adults and... Mm. Well, basically, you're my life partner at this point. (laughs) That's where we're at, really. (laughs) It's true. We talk to each other nonstop, all day, every day. Like, not nonstop during the day, but I would say in the waking hours and the hours, the three to four hours before I go to bed, I feel like you and I are talking nonstop. And you like to call me every time you go to the grocery store. I don't know if that's like a crutch. Like, you just don't want to be alone like walking Hmm. i I don't know it's weird though i find like when i go to the grocery then i'm like okay i have to go now (laughs) (laughs) and that's exactly how he says it every time he's like well i'm at the store goodbye i'm like excuse me what what (laughs) um i'm just kidding but speaking of the waking hours because we're Mm -hmm. adults and life partners essentially i wanted to check in and see how the 5 a.m club is going so for those of you who may not be familiar Chris and I uh, said, you know, for the record, a couple of weeks it's ago. It's on the record. On the record. It's on the record. The receipts have been saved. We were going to join the 5 a.m. club. And how's it going? And I just wanted to do a quick check-in, accountability check, you know, make sure everything's still going mm-hmm, well. The mm-hmm. first few days, we were voice noting each other at 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We and we were. We I I enjoyed that. It it helped. It was better than a phone call. I think it, in the one podcast we were talking about okay, let's call each other every morning at 5 a.m. And I'm kind of glad we don't because I find if I'm going to treat myself, so I should start by saying this. Yes, 90% of the days I'm getting up at 5 or very close to 5 a.m., mm-hmm. which is freaking insane. Um but I've seen great results with it so far. And sometimes I'll, I'll let, I'll, I'll treat myself and I'll give myself an extra 10 minutes. So I'm kind of glad we're not doing the phone calls. But yeah, it's going well so far. I'm getting up, you know, getting ready for the day, doing a bit of work. I think I just need to get better at like leaving work early though. Because yeah. as of right now, most days I'm now just uh, essentially do, working 12 hours straight. So. Right. Uh, really, but I'm slowly starting to to try to to scale that that back because I am doing so much more in the in the mornings. Yeah. How's it going for you? It's going okay. The first few days, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like a shock to the system." 
Um, mm. I feel like even just getting up like 15, 30, 45, 60 minutes earlier than you normally do, it really – it's a game changer. It really changes your life. And uh, did I wake up at 5 a.m. most days? Yes. Did I also take a nap between the hours of 6.30 and 7.30? Yes. Okay. Like I was tired. So <laughs> my goal for this past week was to just stay up the entire time and – um, I'm kind of doing this other like writing program and more on that later. Once I'm like more into it, we can have a full segment where I debrief and talk about like my feelings with all of our listeners <laughs> about that. But for now, the 5 a.m. thing is good. And you know what? It's actually it's a good time to do it because I would imagine it would be even tougher to do this in the dead of winter when oh, that doesn't get up fuck. until yeah. 8 a.m. or whenever if ever, basically. (laughs) And it's nice because I think what I'm going to start doing is now that it's getting warmer out too, and I live on a beach, I think I'm going to go catch the sunrise (laughs) in the morning, like make my coffee and go outside because the beach is at the end of my street. So I think I might just- I always forget that. (laughs) Yeah. When you say that, like I live at the beach, I'm like, no, what? No, you don't. But I always forget that. Yeah, you (laughs) (laughs) I live on the shores of Lake Ontario and you know what? We're east- facing so in the summer the sun comes up right over the wall like it's right uh it's perfect so beautiful Uh, and everyone in the neighborhood is out looking at the sunrise it's a thing because it's like you know a neighborhood full of people and why not okay yeah so i'm glad things are going well i've been lighting my well i've been smudging in the morning which for those of you who are unfamiliar smudging is um when you light sage and it's just, mm-hmm. you know, set some good intentions for the day. And then it kind of feels like a spa in here with that beautiful smell. So what more could I want? Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah I'll give you that. Good. Sometimes I light a candle. Oh. So I feel like we're, which is rare for me. I'm like, yeah, I like it. Look at us. Look at us. Look at this. The, look at me being almost spiritual or connected or something like that by lighting a, a candle we're lighting a nice scented adult. candle yeah that's that's where we're at remember that day uh, that you made a post about your outfit you were wearing when you went candle shopping my was that the miami mom look yeah <laughs> yeah yes. it was it was so good and then the next day i didn't i couldn't tell if you knew i was trolling you on twitter which by the way everyone you can follow us on twitter at chris craigman just as it sounds or at trey posh t-r-e-s-p-o-s-h and because <laughs> some people put tray like a tray you put in the oven anyway no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, fair. french fair. okay it's sophisticated fair. um <laughs> and I put on like a mom Luke as well and went Ooh. to buy some quote unquote candles. I wasn't, I was buying cucumbers and celery and whatever, oh. but it was pretty much the same thing. I was just trying to be you and my mom Luke, like a smart little crew neck and cute little runners. Well, that's fun though. It's fun to run errands in, in, in fun little Luke's hmm. Luke's being outfits Luke's. that are fun. Um, and what have you. Yes. So for those of you who want to join the 5 a.m. club, uh, all you need to do is get up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and then tweet at Chris and I and let us know how it's going because it was 
horrible in the beginning for me. Like I was really having a tough time. I couldn't believe an hour earlier was that hard. It's Um, so hard at first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially 5 a.m. Like that number five, it just sounds brutal. Like it just sounds like corporate oppression. You know what I mean? Like it's like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not, it's not. And it's been great. And, you know, it's actually been, well, I've welcomed this new routine because work has just been so bananas lately. I'm transitioning to a new role and I know you're super busy and all of this. So, Yeah. Do you know what else is brutal? What? Our celebrity quizzes. <laughs> yes, they are. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Back to normal last week, I really struggled. It's like, fuck, that was horrible. I really, really struggled. If you want to hear it, just go listen to last week's episode. But we're back on track here. As we do most weeks, I'm going to list uh, three hints and Jess, you can think about them for the entire podcast. Then at the end, you get to ask three questions about the hints, and then you get three guesses. Okay, so here are this week's hints. One, this person was in a brief relationship with Robbie Williams. Two, in addition to being an award-winning recording artist, uh, they also performed um, in a few stage productions like theater. Um, And the final hint is they got their start by responding to an ad in a magazine called The Stage. You can't ask any questions right now. At the end. (laughs) So you agree that it's a woman. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Think it over as we go through. Well, it obviously is someone British. Maybe. Okay. Maybe not. You never know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Now I need to think. And like Robbie Williams, really? I just love how all of your hints are centered in like 90s pop culture. He's still around today. He's still singing. When re- I, I'm sure he is somewhere, but ha- when's the last time you heard him <laughs> on the radio? I don't know. I'm sure he's still dating people, though. I don't know. Interesting. Never know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he Maybe he <laughs> stopped dating in the 90s. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Remember, I don't want to rock, rock DJ. You know? Yeah, I, I do. Millennium. Remember, he sung, that, he sung that song, Millennium, because it was 1999. Like, it was about to be the year 2000. So you are 19 years out of tune here, okay? For me to remember these important pop culture tidbits from 19 years ago, you know what? This will just prove how dedicated I am to celebrity pop culture, regardless of the decade. Well, we'll see. I don't know. It could be, I don't know. Maybe this is a trick. All right. Maybe. I don't know. God. Okay. Well, listen, before we get into the cute little answer to the quiz, I have to go on a rant about something. So give me a moment to clear my throat. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. 
Podbean is now Serving's home for podcasting. Podbean has everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. It's perfect for beginners or well-established podcasters. Join today at podbean.com slash now serving. And now back to the podcast. All right. Welcome back. Uh, So about, well, I guess it was about two weeks ago now, or like a week and a half ago, some crazy stuff was happening on Twitter um, that, I mean, you were... I'll let you explain it, but I was so shocked to see some of the stuff going on, um, some exchanges between um, you and uh, we'll call them a troll. What was happening? (laughs) Okay. This is the whole story, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help fucking PETA. Okay. I saw somebody because I do not follow PETA. I just want to start off by saying I think that they do some really worthwhile activism. I think that they expose a lot of true injustices that are happening to animals all over the world. And I think that those things are important. However, in order for their activism to be actual activism and actually just and socially just – There are certain things you need to take into consideration. And from my viewpoint, PETA has been notoriously like anti-Indigenous, which I'm like, excuse yourself. And as we all know, we have talked about this Mm -hmm. in a previous podcast where I talked about how I wasn't opposed to fur if it was sourced ethically or it was vintage because it's sustainable and quite frankly I have like a birthright to hunt and fish and wear fur and eat meat and everything else those are like things that are owed to me and any other indigenous person on this continent as far as I'm concerned okay so I don't follow PETA for that reason because they're aware of this situation and yet they continue to pull the stunts that they pulled recently. So someone that I follow on Twitter retweeted their their tweet about um, the seal hunt in Canada. That's what they said. The seal hunt in Canada, blah, blah, blah. In the video, they're like, this video was so horrific and awful that we had to blur out the actions happening. And in the video, it's like some dude clubbing a seal to death. And I was like, well, Okay. And silly me, I thought I had a right to an opinion, you know. <laughs> so How I responded foolish. to <laughs> I responded to the tweet saying like this is wait, what did I say? Um I just said that this was like inaccurate essentially. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, that it was very misleading their marketing around this issue because, um, as we all know, or actually, excuse me, as we all don't know, the seal hunt is essential to some of the indigenous communities in Canada and the far north. And PETA's activism and the way that they've dismantled, like almost single-handedly, with in conjunction with other animal activist groups or like environmental activist groups like Greenpeace have dismantled and devastated the fur trading industry and the seal hunt 
Um, it's just been, it's been awful for these communities. Yeah. And so I, I responded to their video on Twitter. I just made my comment, whatever. There were hundreds of comments to this video. I didn't think anybody would like care or whatever. Oh no, no, no. People got upset. People are angry. In fact, people told me that they quote, wanted me to die. There should be a Jessica hunt. I should be clubbed to death. Animals are more important than humans. Like it was just unbelievable. And then shit got really racist really quickly. And I was like, you know what? These other people, I essentially did what those other people did, which was make a comment on a video. And these other people think that they can say this fucking bullshit to me on the internet. And I was like, nope, not today. I have tons of energy. So fucking come at me. I responded to every single person that responded to my tweet, which at press time is hundreds of people. Like I was tweeting at hundreds of people and I just will not back down. I'm like, you will never change my mind about this. And some of the people are just so ignorant and it's so obvious to me that they're so ignorant. And people are saying, well, this is inhumane. I don't care what the cause is for. And I was like, do you know what it is like to starve to death? Like, tell me, tell me while you're sitting in your fucking mansion in Malibu, please tell me about how you're goddamn starving and freezing to death and your children are about to starve and freeze to death. I just i cannot no 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 these animal activists are on another level and i agree and i think like if it's like this is part of the indigenous culture like this is um yeah like it, it it's being done in a sustainable way like it, it's it's in we talked you talked about this in the previous podcast um this is just like it's it's it, yeah, it's it's been part of the culture for 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 hundreds of years. No, this is not how... hundreds, millennia. Sorry, there's research that supports that the traditional like hunting hunter gatherers, whatever, these people have hunted and fed their families and survived like this for millennia. And let me tell you, I don't see any of them extinct. Right. Like it wasn't until colonization happened that things were truly become like extinction was a problem. Okay. Here's my qualm. I don't, I don't want to get into, is it humane to bash a seal's head? And people are like, you know, you could lethally inject them. I'm like, are you fucked? Are you fucked? How do you eat it after that? (laughs) Like, how do you, like, what do you mean? Like there are more humane ways to kill a seal. Personally, like ratio, like if if there was a ratio where a giant human was coming to bash my head in, I, I would think I would just die instantly. But that's just me. My critique and my whole argument is this. Buried deep in the fucking bowels of PETA's website is their actual stance on the Inuit and like indigenous seal hunt. Here's what they say. We have no quarrel with Aboriginal subsistence hunters and fishers who truly have no choice in order to survive. However, in this day and age, meat, fur, and leather are not a necessary part of survival for the vast majority of us. I'm like, that's, first of all, that whole paragraph is flawed. Let me just, whatever. 
But essentially, they are agreeing with me. So my question is, where is that in your marketing? Because then somebody like me makes a comment to your video, and I get hundreds of death threats of from mm-hmm. people who don't know. And this is the whole reason why. And they're saying, well, this person doesn't look indigenous to me. I'm like, you're missing the point. This campaign devastates the industry. These people rely on this industry to survive. And quite frankly, half the people responding to me are saying like, well, then you have a shit culture. (laughs) Fuck indigenous people. I wish white people killed all of you. All this other bullshit that I'm like, well, okay. Um, Not quite sure what to say to that other than reported, 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 and shame on you. But if PETA had said from the get-go at the very beginning, then there would be no issues with this. And so then I started looking up different articles, you know, with the Inuit and PETA and how the Inuit have invited PETA to go on a seal hunt and show them like their way of life and this and that. And I'm like, you don't need to justify your way of life to these people. Go after factory farming, go after people cutting down the Amazon, go after people abusing their animals. But these people honor the way that they live and use the land and the animals that mm-hmm. are on it. It's really a shame. And so, sorry, I feel like you're going to say no, something. No, I was going to say, and that's something that stood out to me. I remember last time when we we spoke about this and you talked about like the, like the honoring the animals. It's not just like going out there and like, you know, killing them for the sake of killing an animal. This is a part of the culture. This is like for food. This is for like, um, for clothing. This, every part of the animal is, is used. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, nothing goes to waste. That's right. And like, even, you know what, I can even almost understand people, there were people who were saying, I don't think anybody has the right to kill an animal. I'm like, you know what, your privilege is revolting. Sure. Like I get it. If you really believe that, then that's fine. Like you and I have a difference of opinion. You believe that no animal should be killed and every animal should be treated humanely. I believe that children shouldn't have to fucking starve to death. That's just me. Um, But PETA in the media, even when, because this comes up every year, right? It comes up every year and every year I'm like, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to do the right thing. I can remember writing a paper about this when I was in like second year university, which was over a decade ago now. (laughs) And still it's the same issue. All you need to say is we support these people. And this, this video is not intended to, um, like hurt or criticize this, like the indigenous seal hunt. This video is specifically targeted at the commercial seal hunt. And even then, I still have a problem with it because most people are ignorant and will not do the due diligence of researching a topic to see that there are people who truly rely on this this way of life to survive. And quite frankly, some of them might not be indigenous people. And I don't really see a problem in that if you're hunting and fishing to survive. I don't see what's different than what, like, I don't see a problem in that. So here we are again, here we are again. And so again, I was reading some articles and PETA just, they consistently say the wrong thing. I'm like, I don't know if you guys need to hire like new spokespeople, 
new communications person. Again, for those who listen to our podcast often, I always say like, I will never be out of a job because seriously, these nobody can get it right. Do the right mm-hmm. thing. Just say, just say it from the get-go. So I read this article and then, and the spokesperson was saying uh, the commercial seal slaughter has nothing what to do whatsoever to do with the Inuit sustenance hunt. Um, the Canadian government hides behind native people in dis- dishonest attempt to justify the commercial slaughter, but they are not the same. However, both groups feel the devastating effects of dismantling an industry. Like these people have a right to participate in in the fur trade, I think. How else are they going to survive? And all these people responding to me saying like, well, these people should just move somewhere, like adapt to like modern society and this and that. And I was like, that's called cultural genocide. Do you understand what you're saying? Like, and here, let's move an entire community. Are you going to fucking pay for that? And first of all, and like third of all, why should they have to move when they're not like it's like and why do people care so much about something that is so not a problem? I just don't understand. And again, I was like, you know what? Every time someone tells me that I deserve to fucking die, this shit is going back to PETA. And every single time someone said that, I ensured that I copy them. Like, do you see that if you had just had a clear and strategic approach to this communication that like you're hurting indigenous people with by dismantling this industry yet also with your marketing because there was tons of indigenous people like commenting on this myself one of them and all i did was fucking feel death threats for days from people who told me that i should deserve to die because i stood up for something that i believe in but apparently these people can stand up for whatever the hell they want to believe in hamster whatever and i was like and you know what somebody compared me to a rat and like i deserve to rot in hell with like rats and all this and like die a slow death and i was like again you want to say i'm speciesist which is often what i've been called whatever um, but if seals weren't adorable, you wouldn't have a problem with this. If these people were killing rats, you would give two fucks about this. It's only because seals are cute and because PETA makes these unbelievably inflammatory, sensationalist videos that achieve their agenda of like raising money and gaining supporters by like shock value. And it's so mm-hmm. wrong. No, I no, I completely agree, and I think it's <laughs> it, it is, and it's like to. I mean, I I saw the comments firsthand, and I think that's what was most shocking. Like when I was reading all of this, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like, how can someone say this? How can someone say like, "I'm going to fly to your country and like hurt you"? Like they mm-hmm. were saying like mm-hmm. fucked up things. Um, and one thing that I want to say, I think that a lot of people just hold on to beliefs, even if they are proven wrong, even if they they get information that they probably like realize like, oh, you know what? You made a good point. I think a lot of people have a really hard time admitting that they were wrong or admitting that, oh, I didn't see things from that perspective and accepting that and, and, and apologizing. Yes. I that's I, I truthfully believe that like 
that that is probably like one of the biggest issues here. You can't tell me that most of those people, like you were very clear. You were very calm. I felt, um, uh, of course, like kind of like sassy to some people, but they fucking obviously deserve, they're telling you to like die basically. And you're like explaining yourself, Mm -hmm. which is you don't owe them anything. And you clearly explained like where you're coming from. You gave facts and it was all very, I don't know. I, I thought it was very like educational, like, and, and that's kind of a weird thing to say to, to educate someone that's saying you should die. But like, how can you not read what you are telling them and being like, oh, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't see things from your perspective. You're linking them to, to articles from well-known sources. You're linking them back to, to PETA with information that they have, again, backing you up. Website. In everything. Yes, exactly. on their own website. And in the fact that people then just come back with like, still go die. Like, are you processing it? Are you, or or is that just your way of saying, oh, I know you're right, but I, I, I can't agree with you. I think that's the biggest problem. It's okay to have views that change. I'll yes. be the first to say my views have changed. Yes. I remember when we first talked about this, I was like still like before, like obviously we had chatted before the podcast. I was like, oh, like I don't get it. Like how, like why do, why are people still killing seals? And I think we we're talking about other things too. I did legitimately not understand um, everything until I was, until you educated me on it and my views did change, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit that. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure other people like that too, but just fucking hmm. admit it. Apologize. Well, and never tell people to fucking die over a seal. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And do you see what I mean? That PETA could easily, easily change this conversation, could change the tone of this conversation. I think that they're just too fucking chicken shit to do it because they're going to lose supporters because you have these fanatical people who believe that you can't hurt any living being, be it like a blade of grass to a seal. But apparently people can starve to death. Like I, I just... I don't get that. Or people can live in extreme poverty and that's acceptable because this overwhelming seal population can like fucking swim around. Like, and and it's nothing against seals. Like, again, I have a deep respect of animals and nature. I learned that from my father. That's an important part of me and my culture. I have like a very, very deep connection with nature. It's not about that, but when push comes to shove, it's like you've never had to hunt to eat. That's what's so obvious to me. And are there people mm-hmm. who in my family who have had to do that? Of course. That's the sad reality. And people are saying, well, the government should be helping. I'm like, the government has done quite enough. <laughs> like, The government needs to step the fuck away, actually, and just let these people live. Like, It's... Yeah. It's so frustrating. And the whole idea of this video, these anti-sealing videos, is that they just contribute to these negative perceptions of the industry as a whole. And the indigenous communities get swept into that. That's the whole problem. If they had made the distinction from the beginning, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm sure people would still be opposed. And my own field... (laughs) field research aka twitter has taught me that people think you know or don't think that should be the case i guess that's fine i guess you're entitled to that opinion 
talk to me when climate change really kicks in and everybody has to fucking hunt and whatever their own food or like the goddamn zombie mm-hmm. apocalypse happens. Because let me tell you, we already know the way that the world is trending. We are trending back to more sustainable ways to hunt and fish, which is newsflash everyone the way it was before everyone landed on this continent. I'm just going to say it. It's just, it is what it is. It's not like a, it's not like a slight at anybody. It is what it is. It's just really infuriating. And my other issue with this whole process is I, I reported a number of tweets. Some of them were very violent, very violent. Like you said, people saying like, I'm going to find you and hurt you. And like, I hope like you suffer in hell and like say hello to Hitler and like, fuck you. (laughs) You like all these like racial slurs and this and that. I would say maybe 20% of them were considered like a violation of the Twitter rules and all the other ones weren't. And I was like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Get your shit together. If somebody is reporting something where, and there was a tweet that I think me, like you tweeted it or you reported it, Jordan reported, like a bunch of people messaged me saying they reported it because I retweeted it um, where the guy said he like wanted to hurt me, right? Like physically hurt me and like find me and like essentially hunt me down. And Twitter sent me a report saying we didn't find anything wrong with this tweet. And I was like, are you kidding me? You're contributing to the problem. And yet I see you're like in all these congressional hearings in the United States because you're being critiqued for silencing the right. Well, guess what? Maybe maybe you should be silencing the left a little more too because these things are so – it's so black and white to me. You can't say that to a person. And yet I can't think of – I can think of so many times that I've seen people that I follow, like activists in this and that, saying that their accounts have been suspended for whatever reasons because they're like sticking up for their community. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, overall, it's just been a really disappointing experience. And I have to say, out of the hundreds of tweets that I got, two females, two women, tweeted at me saying like um like blah 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 and me and me giving the explanation like I'm not talking about this video in particular I'm talking about the effects on like the indigenous communities like do your research do due diligence you can't just take anything you see on the internet at face value like so many people do that or they just think because they trust one part of an organization that the whole thing is benevolent it's not it's And these girls, they were like young girls. They were like 19 or 20. Both of them tweeted back at me saying, I did my research and I learned. Thank you for for teaching me. And I was like, fuck. You know what? Even if it was just two girls learned something, it was worth it. But it's just, it was unbelievable. Like the hate speech and the ignorance and the overall, like, just, it was like stupidity that happened of people just going at each other and back and forth and back and forth. And it was like, again, all of this shit is on you, PETA. And as far as I concerned, all of this like bad energy and all of this labor that I had to do to like defend myself because all these other people didn't have to defend themselves. Like all these like animal activists, 
maybe I should send you a fucking invoice for what I make per hour because I had to spend a lot of time when you could have figured that out. And quite frankly, all the profits that you've made off of this campaign should go directly back into the uh, Inuit like seal hunt communities and indigenous communities that rely on the seal hunt and other forms of hunting and fishing to survive because for far too long you have devastated these communities and time is up reparations are due and i will not stand for it anymore and also f you ellen degeneres i feel weird about saying fuck you to ellen but like she has been a real advocate for this and she has no idea I'm like, congratulations, you have 15 houses. You're one of the most popular people on the planet. And yet she continues to support PETA and this campaign in particular. And it's just, she's not doing any, she's not helping anybody. Like, don't worry, I'll write her a letter. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as you can tell, I'm quite upset. <laughs> well, is, I, I mean, fair and deserve to be like, this is nuts. So. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. And that's, again, well, you'll never catch me wearing a Canada Goose jacket. Why are you stealing a style that people have been wearing for thousands of years that was condemned for decades? And now all of a sudden it's cool again and you get to reap the benefits and like you're a publicly traded company and yet these communities are still devastated. Like I just, I can't. Anyways. Fair enough. I, I do hear you, and I like. I think it's no, but I think this is important for you to to talk about, mm-hmm. though, because I hope that people listening like do take something from this. And I would say, like, even if it's at the very least, just like learning and you know changing your views, um, or at the very least, like processing this and, and reconsidering your views. I think that's important. If uh, if you take it a step further and become an ally, um, and you know, help help defend this, like stand up when when you see you know fucking idiots online saying stupid things like this, correcting people when you see um, you know the wrong facts being distributed. I don't know. Thank I think you, it's important. Chris. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome for, for talking about this. This is very important. <laughs> Sorry for swearing so much, much cast. <laughs> yeah, you'll My hear about this after. Be furious when she this episode. But listen, I had like a rage blackout, kind of like Will Ferrell in that movie, Old School, when he like does the debate and then he's like, "Oh, I blacked out. I don't remember what I said. Like, I have no idea what I just said." <laughs> Listen to it back. <laughs> I will be tomorrow. It's on the record. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, with yeah. oh, sorry. no, I was going to say with that, I feel like I just need a quick little breather. Um, so we're going to take another break so I can collect myself and get my head in the game because I need to figure out who the who 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 the quiz person is. Who this is? Yeah, I think it's Fair Emma Bunton. <laughs> okay. Okay. Emma? Okay. We'll be right back. Now Serving Podcast is supported by Zencaster. Zencaster allows us to record in two different locations plus interview guests without sacrificing audio quality. It also makes recording a breeze. Join today and use promo code NOWSERVING to receive 20% off your first three months of service. And now, back to the podcast. Okay, so 
in addition to tweeting at angry animal lovers, I also have a slight obsession with our friends at Super Good Question Podcast because <laughs> I so much fun. I, I love their podcast mostly because so I just fun. want to participate. Um, I am dying to answer every single question and. And you do though. I I do. But like I do try to tweet, I tweet at some of them. Yeah, I listen to them at work and I'm like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, like I know the answer to this." And sometimes I judge them based on their answer and I haven't decided like which host is my favorite yet, even though we all know I am the preferred host from their point of view. I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, let's ask them that. Yeah, that'd be oh a God, very super, a super. Actually, super that'd be good horrible. Question. <laughs> here's a super good question. <laughs> Who's the better host, me or Chris? And if it's not me, then don't answer. <laughs> I'm just, that'd be horrible. I'm just but the let's <laughs> <laughs> the premise of their podcast is every week they ask a super good question and they talk about it and then sometimes people call in they have like an 800 number which i was like holy shit i love this feels so vintage like i'm like getting comfy in my bed like ready to call my bestie like it's just so good so chris and i actually called in and we left this the following question on their voicemail the question being if you could be any celebrity Living or dead, male or female, um, who would it be and why? Yeah. Which is a great question. So we asked them, but we also thought that we would answer the question here because it was such a great question. It was such a great question. And we had – It was an Yeah, we question. generated some really good conversation from that question. And mm-hmm. we will just – we'll just keep calling until you answer us. Yeah. <laughs> I want to – I'm really – I'm very curious to see what they say. Yeah, it, it is such a great question. What did what what did you say? Who is your? Yeah, my immediate response, like knee jerk response, was John Malkovich. Why you may ask? Right. Okay. Yes. Because yes. he has a cool voice and just that kind of like cool factor. I love him as an actor. When I see that he's in a film, I just. They just like gravitate towards him. I'm not sure why. Like he just, he kind of looks maniacal, but also like like he has a good heart at the same time. I don't, I don't know. There's just something about him that I love, and I think he would be cool to hang out with. Then I was like, oh wait, no, I want to be Rob Robin Williams because we said dead or alive, like less than yes, mental yes. health issues, and that's not meant to be offensive at all. Um. Because he just seemed like the greatest guy. And I think we all have a Robin Williams movie that we love, right? That we like grew up with, that we love. And we're like, oh, it's a great movie. Like, think about it. What what dreams may come. Um, Goodwill Mm -hmm, Hunting, mm -hmm. Aladdin, uh, The Dead Poets Society. Like, my personal favorite, Mrs. Doubtfire. There's just so many good ones. You know, Jumanji, like, come on. There's so many good films. Other yeah. runner, the the remaining runner, runners up, runner ups were Whitney Houston and Amy Winehouse without the addiction problems and Jamie Foxx because he can sing, dance, play instruments, 
change his voice on a whim. <laughs> He's just ultra talented and super hot. And I feel like he only would hang out with other super hot guys that I could Google at, you know? <laughs> Fair. I think those are all really good ones. I just, I do get the John Malkovich thing. Like, I, he, he's cool. He is cool. Like, he ha- kind of has this, There's like, lo- no so fucks. complicated. Yeah, he has this, like, no fucks attitude that I really like. And I just mm-hmm. feel like he would be cool. Like, I'd love to go get coffee with him or maybe, like, a cool beer, even though I really don't like to drink cool beer. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get Thank it. Thank you. I totally do. What about you, Chris? I totally do. <laughs> So I, so like, I had a really hard time with this. My initial knee jerk reaction was I wanted to be like, like, like a investigative journalist. Like, I, like I was like, I want to be fucking like Diane Sawyer. Like I, I was like, or like Barbara Walters, like not today, Barbara Walters, but like right. 20 years ago, Barbara Walters. Right. Um, you know, asking the tough questions. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking about it more and I'm like, who's like, who's cool and i know this wasn't really a thing but i was like someone that's still like relatively young because i'm like i still want to live out my life i don't know and i don't know how we if that factors into this or not or are we just them for a day um i, know. I said chris yeah so we have to really like unpack that a bit yeah. but i said chris evans right and right. Yes. which took some time to get to <laughs> Um, it really did because like when I think of celebrities and, and whatnot, or, or even just like anyone that I'd want to be, he wasn't one of the first people that came to mind, but I chose him because he's, uh, I think he's, uh, he stands up for a lot of, uh, really cool things. Um, like I follow him on Twitter. He's, you know, he doesn't put up with bullshit. Like he's, I think a pretty cool actor. Um, I think he gives back, um, to a lot of different organizations, um he's he's been in a lot of cool movies he's he's attractive he's a very attractive uh gentleman and um yeah it seems like a really cool person i don't know and i think he's canadian is he canadian or did i make that up i don't think he is i think that's ryan gosling or whatever his name is i'm really checking this right now i always get they all kind of yeah chris seven yeah yeah, uh, yeah, he's from the United States. Yes, recently divorced from Anna Ferris. Are they divorced? No, or are they still together? That's you're thinking about Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Excuse me. No, that's I'm saying right. Chris Evans. See, they both kind of look alike yeah. to me too. <laughs> mm, okay, <laughs> I I don't agree with that, but okay, uh-huh. agree to disagree. <laughs> sure. So we're dying to hear everybody's um answer to this question because i think it's kind of like a cool dinner party like uh party starter conversation mm-hmm. question um it's kind of like tweet, yeah, at, tweet us. at us and you could also tweet at super good question i guess if you wanted to yeah their their handle is super at super good pod super good yeah. pod here here's another super good question when are you gonna have us on your podcast just just throwing it out there chris and i would obviously love hmm. to give us give us well, give you interesting because we'd give the correct answers i know we could give yeah. the, the answers you've been looking for from mm-hmm. we could offer the diversity you need diversity of experience yeah. 
diversity in. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. true. Okay. And you could appeal to a larger audience. See, I'm doing so well selling ourselves. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> who who would you it. want to switch places with? For a, is it for a day? I don't know. Who who what celebrity would you want to be? I thought it was permanently. Oh, permanently. In that know. case, I might want to be like Halle Berry. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There's other like cool chicks that I might want to be too. I'm not sure. There's so many. I could also just be myself, a regional celebrity. Um, that would work too. Yeah. It's been are. working out pretty okay so far. <laughs> <laughs> but tweet at us. I'm, I'm actually very interested. At Chris Craigman, at Trey Posh, at now serving PC, PC standing for podcast. Yes. Or yeah, include our friends at now serving sorry, at what at super good ah. question. Uh, <laughs> super good pod. Uh, yes, thank you on <laughs> Twitter. But I have, of course, some other good questions. Actually, I just want the answer. That's really what I want from oh. this. Okay. <laughs> Going back to the end of the podcast. Here are the three hints. Then you can ask me three questions. And then you get three yeses. Okay. Uh, they were in a brief relationship with Robbie Williams. Two. Uh, in addition to be, being an award-winning recording artist, she also performed in a few stage per- performances. I really can't talk today. And finally, um, she got her start by responding to an ad in a magazine called The Stage. You can ask me three questions and you get three guesses. Okay. Because so my initial um, response was Emma Bunton, who was Baby Spice of the Spice Girls. So because I feel like he dated one of them. Is it a Spice Girl? It, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> because they all dated him. Like back in the late nineties, um, is it Ginger Spice, Jerry Hallowell? No. Fuck. Okay, and it's not. Is it? Wait. Okay, so it's not Jerry. It can't be posh because let's face it, it's Victoria Beckham. Is it? God. What about? Ooh, ooh. Is it sporty? fuck congratulations (laughs) that is correct (sighs) yeah i'm pretty cool yeah no that is really impressive listen i told you i live for pop culture i love it and i just store all this useless knowledge I don't know anything else, okay? So don't feel bad. But I look That's forward to impressive. the day when you do stump me. I swear I thought I it was Emma Bunton. I'm like still wondering. Because as we all know, Mel C. Chisholm, Chisholm is her name, right? Chisholm Ch- um, yeah. <laughs> is a lesbian now or has always been. So interesting. What? But- uh, I think that was just a oh, rumor. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Let, uh, well, 
she she was with someone from 2002 to 2012 named Thomas Starr. I think that was just a, a, oh, a stunt, a, a rumor. But isn't this interesting? So she got her start by responding to an ad in a magazine called The Stage because they were looking to form a new girl group. Very that cool. like what a life changing yeah. moment! Pretty just cool. Go for it. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, I, I don't believe. Uh, Mel C is a, a lesbian, but I feel like I maybe heard that, but I don't think that is uh, is true. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mel C. I thought you were not not for any other reason other than I thought I read that somewhere. I'm sorry. Yeah, in 2014, uh, she started a relationship with fitness fanatic Joe Marshall, uh, who is now her manager. Joe Marshall sounds like a man. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> the more we know. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I totally thought she was a lesbian. Why did I think this? Because she's sporty? I can't believe I believed that bullshit. Wow. I'm sorry, Melcy. You know what? I think that the only way that we can truly end this podcast is with the following – One moment, what? please. <laughs> I don't want us, just, to, get, with I don't want us to get sued, but. Oh, I think we can God. only play three seconds before we get sued, so. Goodbye, yeah, I think it's something my like that. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> want to hear from you visit us at nowservingpodcast.com new podcasts are released weekly don't forget to subscribe 